bullshit, it's all just um gay politics. America's gotten kind of whack, but we're not gonna let it go down like that, cause we got a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. We probably don't have all the facts, but we got opinions and we'll probably backtrack. That's why it's a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. Ooh, it's all shit, it's all shit. It's all shit. It's all shit. I mean, are we gonna die? I don't know. I, I, you're extreme. I am extreme. It's all shit. Uh uh. This shit is bananas. B A A A A A S. This shit is trumpanas. T R U M P A N A N A S. What? I don't know. I don't even know. Hey everybody, welcome to Dumb Gay Pandemic Politics. I'm Julie. And I'm Brandy. And this is the podcast where we talk about the week in coronavirus politics, like we're talking about reality TV. Yeah, and the last season of The Real Housewives of Coronavirus is really (laughs) dragging out. I mean, I thought it would be canceled after California officially Mm -hmm. opened back up last week, but they basically (laughs) just replaced it with The Real Vaccinated Housewives. Of the corona. Yes, yes, that is, uh, ooh, the drama of it all, girl. And the real vaccinated housewives are fighting at the charity event with the unvaccinated housewives. Oh, they are fighting at the charity event. You can't even come into the, don't even come into my charity event if you are unvaccinated. I mean. Oh, yeah, but then they end up at someone's daughter's birthday. Why are we talking about this at my daughter's birthday? (laughs) My body, my right. You know, your freedom, my freedom ends when your freedom begins. Your freedom. Be- exactly. Your, you get it. Exactly. All the freedom is your freedom and my freedom. Yeah. And you know what? We are in a situation. Well, what about abortion? Well, what about abortion? Well, I why can't I have an abortion? Because your abortion doesn't make me sick. Babies are fetuses. <laughs> now. Next year, Memo, how much mm. I'm calling it here. I will be the first one on record yeah. to make the official call that every single show on Bravo mm-hmm. will be about whether we're talking B Hills, New York, Southern Charmed, Southern Dicked, Below Dock. Oh, my God. I love Southern Dicked. Every single thing will be about. Who the fuck is vaccinated? Who didn't get yes, vaccinated? Whose yes. kids aren't vaccinated? Why aren't your kids vaccinated? I think there's going to be a whole mystery. There's going to be a saga. Most <laughs> likely, I'm going to guess in either the OC, it'll be OCB Hills, you, you, the one in Utah where <laughs> Salt Lake, Salt Lake, yeah, where it's going to be like, I don't know. I just can't tell them. I just can't tell them. And then there's going to be like an unearthing. And then they're going to end right. up going to the door of the house of the party. And then they're going to slit a slit. And the door is going to open and be like, you can't come in, Jessica. You can't come in. You're not vaccinated. What do you mean? I'm not vaccinated. What are you talking about? Why are you in my business? I am here for the charity birthday party. And then it's all going to go down. No more. You know, telling Luann in hotel rooms that Tom was caught at the hotel. No more Erica Girardi and Tom. You're right. It's It's all going to. No one's going to care about drugs, alcoholism, getting arrested. The only thing anyone's going to be care care about is like, did you hear that fucking Luann didn't get vaccinated? And then it's going to be that's all the chat rooms, all the boards, all the (laughs) the reddits, all the reddits. It's going to be like all that, and then it's going to then it's going to degrade into the old Facebook QAnon troll fest of. 
Well, if you aren't, like, literally to somebody on a comment, well, you're not, well, you're not, and then it's going to turn into a fucking insurrection. Because the thing is that everything we're watching it is hap- had happened in, like, October of last year or right, before. Right, So we haven't even gotten, gotten into, into it. it's great. It's all be so of the good. very scalding... I can't wait. ...scalding. It's going to be... Gr- it'll also be, like, we're going to get to see, um, I guess, between the end of whatever this last season and then the new season of coronavirus housewives or vaccinated housewives yeah. is going to be like, I'm just not going to wear my mask in there. I'm just not going to. We're going to start. It's going to, you know what I mean? We're going to have unmasking right. versus masking. Although we haven't seen any mask fights. It always reminds me of like a gay thing, like mask on mask. Oh, mask on mask. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, we did see Kyle in a mask on a plane turn around to Dorit and Dorit wasn't in a mask. Right. But we haven't seen any specific fighting about masks not we, yet. Oh, we've seen some fighting in masks yes but not i think yet. i think it's really going to be about the the vaccine and people mm. you know um yeah trying to get that fake come up on that bootleg vaccine card and <laughs> oh, they're right and they're going to be right. put on blast right so california though memo opened up just in time for your birthday which is a week away mm-hmm. but we've already been I mean, it doesn't matter that California was closed because we won. I don't think I guess we didn't realize I didn't realize we were still under a stay at home order. (laughs) I didn't realize that either. I thought it was just like, you know, restaurants opening (laughs) on the inside or being able to have your nail salon or whatever. Yeah. So we weren't staying at home. We have been out and about thirst bucketing at every restaurant literally one day after Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez are seen there. I mean, I don't know if it's I don't know if it's happenstance. I don't know if it's serendipitous. I don't know if it's stalking. But I don't we, know. We've been doing it. Well, and maybe we're just trying to we're in the zeitgeist. We're in the air. We're in the uh, airspace. And speaking of JLo and Ben Affleck, um, we are doing a deep dive on the timeline of those two on our Patreon podcast. So if you're new here and you like us, but you don't want to hear about politics, and you don't mind spending a dollar, go to patreon.com slash dumbgaypolitics and check out our Patreon podcast. We have a free one posted from September 2020 called Windows Up Sing Time. When you get there, just scroll past all the locked podcasts until you see the unlocked one from September of last year and then just press play. We never talk politics and there are never any ads. It's just a shit show of topics and songs and internet mysteries and conspiracy theories and just like poetry and spoken word and just like voices and stuff. Everything except politics and ads. Mm-hmm. Um, again, that's www.patreon.com slash dumbgaypolitics. We love our Patreon podcast. It saved us during the pandom and we... Uh, we wouldn't lo- have a daughter if it wasn't for the Patreon I, We have so many... We wouldn't. <laughs> we have so many Patreon babies though. We do. We have so many little Patreon babies and we love our Patreon family. Mm -hmm. We love them. Mm -hmm. And they have sent you so many sweet birthday gifts and messages, Meow Meow. I mean, really. Um, And you just got knee surgery and they've been beyond supportive about that. And quick side note to anyone sending gifts, um, if you're sending them from Amazon or Etsy, a lot of times, um, one, those are connected and a lot of people don't know that. But a lot of times there's no gift message or even packing slip or receipt. So... There's there's not even a way to try and find out who sent it. Exactly. We can't thank you for your gift if we don't know who sent it. So send us a message through our website, julianbrandy.com, or leave us a message on our Patreon page and let us know it's you. We want to thank you. Yeah. Otherwise, 
I guess we're just going to take the free <laughs> shit and then, you know, because we try to we try to acknowledge every gift. Of course, we do. We do acknowledge every gift. But if we don't know it's from then at that point. We don't even know. It could just be like Amazon trolling us. We get sometimes we get some strange stuff. Aaron Cordova. OK, Cordova. he got you the first gift of your birthday season. Yeah. It was a cake from Sprinkles. Mm-hmm. We haven't since it's not your actual birthday yet. We haven't gotten the cake, but we will. Um, and we're going to eat the whole thing in one sitting and then throw it up in your backyard. <laughs> it's just going to be like kind of like a ceremony. Like fertilizer. And that's good for the yard. Yeah. Too. It was such a baller. Awesome gift. Really amazing. And then we already have Aaron's picture with Sean Mendez on our drugged and bulletin board right in the center. Yeah. Because why would we ever miss the opportunity to put Sean Mendez at the center <laughs> of our thing? Plus Aaron's hot. And we have Obama holding when Suvi was a baby underneath. It's uh-huh. right at the center. Yep. But he sent another picture postcard, this time with Lady Gaga photobombing in the background. And he wrote the absolute sweetest message for your birthday, Mim out. It's so, so sweet. So good luck not shedding a tear on this one, bitch. Okay, he writes, Julie, as an introvert at heart, I spend a lot of time thinking about the imaginary figures in my head. You don't really look like an introvert, if we're being honest, Aaron. <laughs> no. Uh, no, he's out everywhere with celebrities. <laughs> and he, yeah, and he came to our show mm. in L.A. and he was so sweet and he gave us the Chick-fil-A cards. Oh, God. Those heroes, celebrities, and characters who exist in a room of two-sided mirrors with me looking onward, hidden in the walls. You are one of those characters. Your style of humor. I bitch, knew you it. Bitch. You better blame Aaron. Your style of humor, communication, and storytelling are infinitely entertaining for me and so many others like myself. Your distinct panache creates a warm glow around you that touches everyone you come in contact with. You're a bruiser with a heart of gold. (laughs) It's undeniable that your moral compass drives everything that you say and do. And anybody can see that you are truly a person of character, wit, and humor. Many of us wish that we could exude your same level of boldness and ardor. Thank you for being exactly who, who you are and what you believe in. Happy birthday. You fucking bitch. That's so sweet, Aaron. Thank you so much. We, you look hot in this picture. Um, we will not miss the opportunity to put an old throwback picture of Lady Gaga. Wow, she's really transformed through the years. She looks like a tiny toddler in that picture. Yeah, she does. And, you know, Lady Gaga performed when you got your fucking logo New Now Next award. I saw Lady Gaga open for New Kids on the Block. Um, so we definitely have a... A strong connection to Gaga and to Aaron Cordova Cornova. So it's all good for your birthday. Happy birthday, Memo. Well, that was very, very, very thoughtful. And thank you very much. One of our longtime listeners and Patreon subscribers, Stacey Van Ness, finally sent us her picture. Bitch has been breaking the rules. She's been sending us gifts. So many sweet gifts over the last couple of years. And we never had her pick, which is against the rules don't send a treat in here if we don't know what you look like stacy finally did i mean she gave us those the chopstick set memo oh god i love adult treats she says here's my picture this is my wife aisha on the left and in case you forgot i'm stacy van ness on the right we both love you guys and always put you on whenever we drive anywhere. Now you can look at our faces while you're doing all the drugs. If I ever come down with a terminal illness, it will be my make-a-wish dream to do drugs with you guys in the drug den. <laughs> LOL. I'm coming to California in July, and I'm actually not feeling very well. <laughs> cough, cough. Just in case you're randomly in the mood to party with a weird little Patreon biatch. 
And then she drew a picture of a dick. <laughs> coming. Yeah. The jizz coming out of the dick. It's like a little doodle. Because I guess on Post Snap, which is a good place oh, to get your picture postcard if you want to send us one. Um, they can ask. They now have this feature where you can sign your name, and she drew like a little doodle of a dick and balls and just coming out. It's great. Uh, it's funny. It's probably in honor of the loads engineer, K Tib, <laughs> and the loads engineer. I have to say, it is going to be kind of a trip to do all the drugs while looking at Stacy and Aisha's picture because <laughs> it's our. It's a very up close mm-hmm. picture of their faces. They're yeah. really beautiful, mm-hmm. both of them, and mm-hmm. the picture is crystal clear. Yeah. Aisha has brown eyes. Stacy has are those blue memo? I'm like. I'm, I'm a little bit colorblind. I'm not, uh, they're either light blue or light green, but they're light cri- sure. crystal marble eyes. So I picked up the mail from our French mail place. I <laughs> I went home and my arms were full and I like like dropped everything on my couch. Mm-hmm. And Mighty and Pee Wee were on the couch, but I like, you know, went and was doing whatever because I just gotten home. I heard Mighty growling and like and she doesn't really make noise not like peewee i came in she was looking at stacy's eyes what? on this postcard that is crazy she i don't know if she thought wow. weird i don't know sometimes you don't even know if dog we don't know can they see tv screens can they say she was looking at i'm telling you and it wasn't even aisha it was stacy's eyes it had like was cocked up on the side of the couch like that and she was looking and scratching her like that is so weird like i <laughs> I always thought dogs literally saw in black and white. So that is so crazy. Well, either way, she could tell it was eyes and That's she didn't know weird. if there was if there was a a, a wow. ghost on the couch. <laughs> it wow. was pretty crazy. I was like, "Mighty." Damn. Okay, and I like got the took the picture away and I was like, "Did and I was just thinking, did she think did she think that was like a ghost?" That's so probably, I guess so. It was pretty crazy. I mean, That's crazy. I got to see uh, you know when we when Mighty and Peewee I think we should try to reenact that with Stacey's okay. picture and All we'll right. see. We'll do it for the Patreon. All right. We'll reenact it and see if we can get Mighty to do okay. it again. Okay. So then last but not least, we got a baby update from Rebecca Rosen. Now, meow, meow, Rebecca Rosen, she's one of our original 14 listeners. She, her and her sister, Danielle, sent us pictures in front of their Christmas tree. Uh-huh. They never told us which one was Rebecca oh, yeah. and which one right. was Danielle. I remember. But they told us one of them was gay and right. one of them was the gay and one of them was the dumb. Right. And, you know, not for nothing, we just assumed in a problematic turn of events <laughs> that Danielle was the gay one. I don't know why. I don't know. Uh, who knows? Probably because we wrote we we wrote a script. Which one? We I think it was maybe pushing it. And my name is Becca in the script, the character mm-hmm. based on me. So... Mm-hmm. Maybe it was just we thought Becca was the dumb, you know. I'm sorry, Becca. Yeah. Becca might just Rebecca. She probably doesn't go by Becca, but might sound like the dumber name. I'm not sure. But Danielle sounds like the like the more manly, gayer name. I guess so. It's just who knows. But you can never, you know, what? you never you know. know. And we're all just dumb and gay, aren't we? All we're all the things. Maybe. We're all the things. Well, Rebecca got married and she we have her wedding picture now to a lady, Mm -hmm. a manly lady, if you will. Mm -hmm. And they had a little girl named Everett. And look how fucking cute she is. Such a cute name. She's such a cute little baby. She's a brand new baby. Very cute. So excited for you, Rebecca. Oh, my God. She's got an I'm speaking Kamala Harris T-shirt on with her arms raised up. That's crazy. She's so gorgeous. Very. God, we have a. Our kids are Our, just the most beautiful. The DGP podcast babies are the best. She better have been listening to my cussing voice while she was in the womb, Rebecca. I mean, 
modeling yeah, here. Yeah, she's gorgeous. Julian Brandy, I want to introduce you to the newest DGP Gaby, Everett Danielle. Her middle name is named after her auntie, one of the original 14. Everett made her way into the world on Mother's Day as the best gift to her two moms. She's already a feminist and enjoys listening to the Patreon in the middle of the night during her feedings. Her first outing was to vote in an election in Plymouth, Mass at only six days old. We can't wait to see if she'll grow up to be gay like her mom or dumb like her auntie. Love, Rebecca Rosen Trifletti. Well, either way. And Danielle, we're going to need a freaking... We need an update with what's going on with Danielle. Uh-huh. Yes. Danielle's been... We haven't heard from Danielle. We don't have a new updated picture. We only have 14 listeners, so all we can do to fill up this drugged and bulletin board is just get updates from the same people. <laughs> All right, now it's time for JoJo and Kiki. Lock the doors, lower the blinds, fire up the smoke machine, and put on your heels. Because I know exactly what we need. JoJo and Kiki. I want to have a Kiki. Lock the doors. Hey, JoJo and Kiki. Motherfucker. I'm going to let you have it. JoJo and Kiki. All right. So this week, Jojo Biden had his highly anticipated meeting with Russian President and Shady Queen Vladimir Putin. They sat down with translators, even though Putin fully knows fucking English. And it's something we've discussed here many times. The motherfucker absolutely 100% knows full English to the point where I believe he can say it without an accent. That's how shady I believe he is. Yeah. They sat down for their meeting in Switzerland. And then afterward, they held... Super awkward press conferences, which were really just thirst traps for all the reporters to cloud chase clips for social media. There really isn't anything concrete to report. The meeting was more of a veiled threat than anything else on both sides. We know Putin is allowing China to hack us via Russian domains. And we know Putin himself is responsible for constant hacking and trolling of everything from our election machines to Twitter to the FBI. Yeah, and Biden went there to be like, look, guy, I know what you're fucking doing. And if you keep doing it, we're going to kick your fucking ass and make you look like a puss puss in front of all your voters. And then you won't be able to fake win your fake election in 2024. Mm -hmm. Putin has already maxed out his number of terms. Mm -hmm. He's like literally been there for like 20 years, (laughs) but he's staying in the office by any means necessary. But the thing is, he really does have to maintain some form of actual legitimate popularity or he can't keep fake winning. So I'm sure that was a big part of the meeting. Like, bro, you think you're the only one who can influence elections? We don't need a fucking troll farm. We'll make Mm -hmm. Beyonce and Blackpink show up to the Olympics (laughs) and perform a montage of songs with titles such as Russia sucks because Vladimir Putin is a dangerous criminal. In your area. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. And while Jojo was topping Putin in Switzerland, Kiki was here dealing with the other dicks messing with our election process. The Republican dicks. So in light of the recent batch of restrictive voting laws popping up in states with Republican run state legislatures like Florida, Texas, Pennsylvania, Arizona, and at least 30 more, Vice President Kamala Harris asked to be put in charge of the federal government's task force to protect voting rights. Joe Biden agreed, and he made the official announcement on the 100th anniversary of the Tulsa, Oklahoma race massacre. And in the meantime, half of Congress, the House of Representatives half, had already passed the For the People Voting Rights Act, 
which is a sweeping reform bill with crucial mandates that would make voting day a federal holiday, require states to offer consistent early and mail-in voting, restrict partisan gerrymandering and fraudulent redistricting, and tamp down on the problematic campaign finance. It was a tall order for a bunch of red states and blue states too, who have spent the last 20 years exploiting a corrupt and broken system and saying the end justifies the means. Well, it doesn't, but it doesn't matter anyway because the Republicans in the Senate are never going to vote for it. And the only way it can pass is with 60 votes in the Senate. Democrats and Republicans are tied in the Senate 50-50, and there's no way in a Kunani hell that 10 Republican senators are going to break rank and vote for the bill. At this point, we can't even get all the stupid fucking Democrats to vote for it. <laughs> Joe Manchin of West Virginia and Kirsten Cinema of Arizona are the last two douche dick Democrat holdouts. The For the People voting rights bill is scheduled for its Senate vote today, Tuesday, and it's probably getting voted down as we speak. So at this point, our only hope is that the Senate votes to get rid of the filibuster. We've talked about this before, but here's a quick and dirty refresher. The filibuster is some 90s technology government bullshit that basically says nothing can pass the Senate without a supermajority of 60 yes votes or more. Again, the Senate is currently tied perfectly at 50-50. So if every senator votes down party lines, and the Republicans always do, then Kamala Harris would be the tie-breaking vote. But because of the stupid fucking filibuster... All the Republican cock blockers have to do is literally just say, uh, we call a filibuster. You're welcome to do that in Mitch McConnell's voice memo. Oh, we're going to call a filibuster. And the legislation dies immediately. But the catch is that one of the things that the Senate can do without a supermajority is to get rid of the stupid fucking <laughs> filibuster. And for the last six months, it looked like it wasn't going to happen in a cold Q-Nani hell <laughs> because Joe Manchin is a pandering Republican jizz puss, but he was caught on tape this week talking to a billion-dollar shady Republican donor who incidentally is paying for Manchin for all those no votes. Wow. I know he is. But on the leaked call, Joe Manchin is heard saying, look, man, I can't keep holding out on getting rid of the filibuster and claiming that I want bipartisanship when the Republicans won't vote yes on anything. <laughs> they won't even vote yes on the January 6th commission, which should absolutely be nonpartisan. Like there, if there was anything for them to ever vote yes on, it was the January mm -hmm. 6th commission and they mm -hmm. all voted no. And he's like, if you can't get me a few yes votes on infrastructure, I'm going to have to vote yes on the filibuster. It was uh, uh, beyond corrupt, corruption caught in the act of corrupt corruption. Wow. And uh, we wanted to play you a clip of the leaked call, but for whatever reason, they've been wiped from the Internet. <laughs> Shocking. Probably because Joe Manchin is up a shit creek without a hello tushy being caught red handed, making deals with billionaire GOP donors while our lives hang in the balance. I am thrilled. <laughs> we needed something. We needed something so we bad because we knew that fuckface was doing that it's so weird that it's missing from the internet too it's I think. very weird when nothing else seems to be missing yeah. from the internet no one should be surprised and no one is what's surprising is that he hasn't been punched in the dick yet because that's what everyone republican or democrat wants to do to him at this point and that's what they should do to kirsten cinema is punch her right in the dick they should 
Anyway, Karma is on our side, and hopefully Joe Manchin's greedy little thirst move will back him into a corner where he has no choice but to vote for ending the filibuster. And then there's not a good goddamn QNani thing Mitch McConnell and the Republicans can do about it. JoJo and Kiki would pass every last thing we ever wanted them to pass in the next 18 months, and anyone who doesn't like it can go text sad emojis to their racist Facebook friends. <sighs> it's really a derelict daydream, but we are derelict. here for it because what else do we have to do? We're sitting around in some whack holding pattern waiting for Mitch McConnell to stop cock blocking the infrastructure bill and wishing the Democrats would shit or get off the pot already. But you know what, Mama? Jojo and Kiki aren't waiting around for the stupid fuck filibuster. They are making moves on the daily from Putin to Panama. They're getting shit done. And there is nothing they won't do to protect our motherfucking civil rights. That's right. And this week, Joe Biden's judicial nominee, Katanji Brown Jackson, was confirmed to serve on the U.S. Court of Appeals for the D.C. Circuit, which is an influential court that often leads its judges directly to the Supreme Court. Mm. She is one of 11 women of color that Biden has nominated to be judges. He's nominated more minority women in four months than Trump did in four years. And these 11 female judicial nominees are particularly important because when Joe Biden was on the campaign trail, he said that if he got the opportunity to add a judge to the Supreme Court, he vowed to add the first black woman. And normally, who would believe anyone doing anything on the <laughs> campaign trail? They all lie Every last one of them. But when it comes to women and people of color, Joe Biden has showed up and showed out, surpassing everyone's expectation when it comes to breaking the glass ceiling, beginning with the most historical in the history of histories, the first female vice president. And that was also a promise he made on the campaign trail and a promise he kept. So we have no reason to believe he won't keep this one. If I'm elected president, have an opportunity to appoint someone to the courts Will be. A, I'll appoint the first black woman to the courts. It's required that they have representation now. It's long overdue. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that just happens to be Ricky Martin of chiming in <laughs> right after Joe Biden. I mean, so basically what makes Katanji Brown Jackson's confirmation so exciting is that for once, Senate Democrats are playing offense and not defense. They finally got the memo that Republicans will do them dirty any chance they get, and they are never going to be able to get another member of the Supreme Court if they don't make motherfucking moves. First, Republicans blocked Obama from replacing Antonin Scalia <laughs> with Merrick Garland on the Supreme Court when he died. So Trump got to put in Neil Gold Mercedes Gorsuch in the first month he was president. Then... Republicans convinced Supreme Court Justice Anthony Kennedy to retire so they could nominate Brett Gangrape Kavanaugh. Then, because Ruth Bader Ginsburg, God rest her gator soul, God rest her gator soul, refused to retire during Obama because she wanted the first female president, Hillary Clinton, to nominate her replacement. Which would have been especially profound for the Gators since Bill Clinton was the president who nominated her in the first place. But alas, she gambled and lost, as I have done so many times on that lemonade juice cleanse. Ooh, yes. Hillary Clinton lost to Trump. RBG went down like a hero clown. And Mitch McDouchefuck pushed through Jesus Jizz Guzzler, Amy Corny Barrett. The Republican Party got three judges on the Supreme Court in four years. And if the Democrats don't grow some watt balls... They won't even get one. So shockingly, after only six months of the Jojo and Kiki administration, the official push has begun to pressure 
liberal Supreme Court Justice Stephen Breyer to retire Mm. so that Biden can nominate one of the amazing and qualified black female judges already serving in the federal court. So besides Judge Ketanji Brown Jackson, only four of the 179 appeals court judges are black women. And of the 800 federal court judges, only 35 are black women. Mm. So putting aside the enormous diversity problem in the judicial system for a second, Mm -hmm. it's pretty likely that one of those 40 women will eventually, and hopefully sooner than later, become the first black female justice on the United States Supreme Court. And hopefully Mitch McConnell will drop dead before that happens. This is so fucking exciting. And with all due, Stephen Breyer needs to pack his knives and go. It's unfortunate that he has to be the one to take one for the team because Ruth Bader Ginsburg made the wrong call, but it's time for men to take a seat and make the sacrifice for women leaders. And while we're at it, let's get someone else to retire and make one of those 40 women the second black female justice on the United States Supreme Court. Hmm. I said what I said. All right, as if fake Democrat puss puss Joe Manchin wasn't douchey enough, now it's time for douchecapades. One thing I think I know for sure is that my name is douche. Douche, not a bag of a goose. That motherfucker's name is douche. That's Mr. Douche to you. This is our segment called douchecapades. And it's pretty self-explanatory. Now, one could argue that not all of the Republicans in America are douchebags, but it's an irrefutable fact that 100% of the Republicans in elected American government are douchebags. (laughs) And this weekend, they all got together at the Fucked Up Faith and Freedom Conference in Florida, of course, to worship at the altar of their Lord and Savior, Donald Trump. And to stand on a sweaty stage in front of a crowd of smelly sycophants and scream their outrage about all the awful things that Democrats are promoting that threaten the Republicans' right-wing faith and freedoms. Mm -hmm. Dangerous things such as equality, tolerance, opportunity, education, and justice. You are putting me in prison. Now here is Ted Cruz, America's douchiest douchebag. Ted Cruz is a Shrekish senator from Texas who ran for the Republican nomination against Donald Trump in 2016, and he almost had it thanks to the corrupt evangelical church. But the Trump campaign had pictures of Jerry Falwell Jr. fucking his pool boy and his wife at the same time. So they convinced him to remove the church's endorsement of Ted Cruz and endorse Trump instead Because Trump's like super into that stuff. Once Trump got the endorsement from the religious right, he doubled down and called Ted Cruz's wife ugly. At which point Ted Cruz took his tiny dick and his dreams of being president and went right up Trump's ass, where he has stayed firmly ensconced for the last five years. Here he is at this weekend's Faith and Freedom Conference, showing why he is now and forever the Grand Marshal of the Republican Douche Capade Parade. God bless faith and freedom. (laughs) Already. I'm going to commit a radical act. Ooh. I'm going to speak the truth. Oh! Oh! (laughs) No! America is great. No, wh- wait, what? Christopher Columbus discovering America oh, here we go. was a good thing. Here we, here we go. go. Here we go. 
George Washington was mm -hmm. an American hero. Mm -hmm. Thomas Jefferson mm -hmm. was an American hero. Abraham Lincoln mm -hmm. was an American hero. Might have been gay too. He's going to go through Our all of the Our founding fathers <laughs> were extraordinary <laughs> patriots. Okay. Of uh, patriots. America has been a force for good in the world. What do you, uh huh? We should stand mm. for our national anthem. What? Jesus Christ. Police officers keep us safe and kill us yeah. a lot. Marriage mm. is a holy covenant go. before God. Uh huh. Okay. No gay people. There An no. unborn child uh -huh. is a child. We, women should listen to you. Mm -hmm. Children do best. Yes, go on. When they're raised by a mother uh, and a father. And molested by <laughs> both people in the church. <laughs> yeah, of course. Very important. At the Faith and Freedom Conference. Very Israel ah. is our friend. Who, who said they weren't? The Wuhan virus yes. came from Wuhan. The lab. Okay, I'm pretty in sure. In a lab, yeah, I mean, but okay. I, in a lab that's in Wuhan. Mm -hmm. And there is a difference. Go on. Between boys and girls. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. He says. I want you to nothing. pause I mean, he's and not think for a second. trying to say it without saying anything. Well, that's the whole thing. He's trying to say everything without saying yeah. it. There's a diff. Wait a minute. Wait a there's a difference between boys and girls. There is. The liberals won't let us say that, that there's a difference between. No one said there's not a difference nope. between boys and girls. Never once. No one ever one time said that. Not one time. We know what you're saying, though. We know exactly we know what, what, what you're saying. What about marriage is a sanctified force or whatever. Marriage is a sanctimonious, <laughs> self-righteous system within the church. Listen. No one ever said that no, it wasn't. No one. No one ever said no that one. it motherfucking wasn't. And sorry, gay people. Some gay people want to be involved in a sanctimonious, yeah. self-righteous system that's yeah. in a church. But he didn't say that. But he didn't say that. So he, he can't even have a direct bigoted quote no. posted anywhere. No. Nope. Because all he did was say all positive things yep. with an undercurrent of this is what the liberals are Liberals. against they believe the opposite of all these things the they hate abraham lincoln yep hate george washington hate thomas jefferson they hate america they hate now i will give him this uh i'm not gonna fucking stand for if i don't want to stand i'm not gonna stand no and you don't need to force me i don't, i'm not gonna show you how patriotic or that i love my country by standing for the stupid fucking national anthem so take your fucking ritualistic dogmatic um culty behavior and get the fuck out of my yeah, face exactly i pay my taxes you know what you know what shows me standing for the national anthem me paying my taxes eventually that just a few years ago every one of those statements would have been utterly uncontroversial Again, I want to just say wrong. A couple of years ago, you saying a man and a woman is marriage and all that stuff. That was controversial. In 2008, I believe, was Prop 8, wasn't it? Wasn't that when we were talking about gay marriage? So, and, and even before sure that. Even kneeling, so kneeling during the, the national anthem was happening in 2018. So we can go fucking bug the fuck <laughs> off with that, too. It's just. And blazingly obvious, even to the most dim witted among us. Ugh. Which there's all in that room. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The dim-witted among and us are all there in that room. 
where saying those words can get you canceled. Saying uh. those words can get you fired. Saying those words can get you erased. They love bringing up canceling and erasing. They, they are the king and queen of taking their racism and all their whatever and, and being victimized by yeah. people who say that it's wrong. And I'm here today with two very simple messages. One. Number one. I'm a huge douche. We need to defend <laughs> America. Ugh. Two. I also have very tiny hands. Yeah. He has very tiny hands. And number two, a word of optimism. Revival is Ew. coming. Now. <sighs> revival. We are seeing an assault on our nation, an assault at a level never before in the history of this country. All of the foundations of this country are under assault. Really? The Constitution is under assault. Oh. The Bill of Rights is under assault. Whoa. Our founding fathers are under assault. The eternal principles America was built on are being attacked each and every day. What about the preamble to the Constitution? Is <sighs> All that being men are created equal. Is, is that being accepted or is it under assault? That is under assault, okay? The founding fathers got together. And they said, all men are created equal, except for black ones and except for women. And now <laughs> women are trying to, oh, they got the vote 100 years ago. That was bad enough. But and then, of course, black people can vote, too. That's a horror. So now here we are. Police can't shoot black people on the street. Police can't do whatever they want. This is a fucking Shonda. This is <laughs> a nightmare. This is horrible. They are there is a, we are under assault. We are our white supremacy is yeah. under assault. That's what the, the conference should be called. It should be called the that. freedom for to have white supremacy at all times. <sighs> this assault is relentless, <laughs> and the left is like the Terminator. Oh, thank you. We're assaulting They never it? sleep. Yeah. Oh. oh well, they never not stop. Not true. Their soulless have no heart, no brain, and red eyes. Wow. He thinks he's, a, he's hilarious. He's funnier than George Carlin. His, but I'm just describing him. His thirst what, comedy. What? But let me tell you something. Mm -hmm. Their trick, mm. they want to convince the men and women here, they want to convince patriots across the country Patriots. That when you think obvious truths, that you're alone. That nobody else thinks that. They control the airwaves. They control media. They control journalism. They control education. They control Hollywood. They control culture. And they try to tell us nobody else thinks like you do. Is he talking about the Jews? Just go back home, <laughs> retreat, hide, give up on America. We are ascendant. Mm. Ew. Mm -hmm. What? You know, there's a line in the movie, The Usual Suspects. I just want to point out uh -huh. one thing. A, he bashes Hollywood. Then, of course, he brings up a line in a movie. He's Great. a fucking asshole Great. for that. Two, this is what I think. And but not to mention, he already brought up Terminator. Brought up that's right. Brought up Terminator, <laughs> but Hollywood is a problem. Meanwhile, now, okay, good. Now we're at, at Usual Suspects, which is not a problem at all because I'm sure he's obsessed with fucking goddamn... PI movies and shit. The other thing is this to me, this moment right here is the most insidious of them all, I think. Okay. Because he that he is now saying what they believe is that the left is making them feel 
that those those truths that they have in their mind that white supremacy is that is wrong and that they're alone in their thought and that we're trying to sequester them each with their white supremacy and he's saying no no we're together we're strong we're going to be a majority we're going to ascend we're going to the revival is here Ew, the revival of white supremacy what a fucking douche the next blow up jizz float in the douche capade parade is republican senator marcia blackburn from tennessee in 2018 marcia blackburn became the first woman ever elected to the u.s senate from tennessee and is best known for being so repugnant that Taylor Swift dedicated a full 20 minutes to how much she hated her in her 2020 documentary, Miss Americana. Yes, Marsha Blackburn is so goddamn awful that Taylor Swift, who grew up in Tennessee and has a huge country music fan base, came out of the political closet just to campaign against her. <laughs> it didn't work, unfortunately. Marsha Blackburn still won, but you got to give Taylor Swift credit for dedicating a significant chunk of her documentary to fighting a homophobic racist bigot. <laughs> and lest anyone think Marsha Blackburn has changed in the last three years, here she is at the Faith and Freedom Conference douching it up for the douchiest bigot of them all, Donald Trump. Let me ask you something. Do you miss President Donald Trump? <laughs> I do too. <laughs> Absolutely. So gross. The bitch is unhinged. <laughs> uh, just simply unhinged. Yeah. Uh, the level that these people are all in for Trump is absolutely astounding. I honestly can't. Bl I, 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 I just I, I, I've never been a fan of the GOP, but I can't believe what's happened to them. I really can't. I, I mean, there's there are no words for what has has the blatant 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 racism it, it, it's i just i don't i don't know either um but you can't have douche capades without trump and when everybody's asking why and what happened the answer is trump and i mean don't get me wrong republicans were always douchebags but the collective organized douche capades are specific to trump yeah. he started it all period he created the special sauce for the racist red meat, and then he found all the abandoned and starving white wolves to feed it to. And he fed them and he fed them and he fed them with his rotted rhetoric until they became rabid with white grievance and entitlement. Yeah, and now all these Republican politicians are lining up right behind him like some weird Jesus Nazi of Nazareth party. And if they don't co-sign on his fake Christian QAnon cult, they'll all be blackballed and censured and ultimately lose their elections. Like Trump's former vice president, Mike Pence, who stood by his fat ass for four years through every disgusting thing he did. But then on January 6th, he refused to say that Trump won the election over Biden and Trump's minions showed up to the Capitol with nooses to hang him. Here's some pious pro-life religious hypocrites at the Faith and Freedom Conference booing Mike Pence. Mike Pence, who is such a fucking Bible perv that he won't be alone with any woman except his wife, who he calls mother. And he's so Jesus-y that he believes in gay conversion therapy and denied AIDS funding to dying gay men in Indiana. But because he didn't do Trump's bidding, these Christian QAnon crazies call him Judas and wish him dead. Former Vice President Mike Pence gets booed and heckled at a conservative conference in Orlando. I'm deeply humbled by it. Ralph Reed knows me well enough to know 
The introduction I prefer is a little bit shorter. I'm a Christian, a conservative, and a Republican in that order, and I am honored to stand before you today. It doesn't matter what fucking Ralph Reed says. It doesn't matter (laughs) that you're a Republican first and a Christian second or whatever the hell he said. It doesn't matter. It's not good enough. It's not good enough for these bloodthirsty, Mm -hmm. like, they're they're absolutely crazy. Donald Trump is a bona fide cult leader. What else is there to say? He missed his calling. He tried it with <laughs> Trump University and the Trump real estate infomercial things and the fucking stakes. But if only he could have been the leader of Scientology instead of oh L. Ron gosh. Hubbard, yep. we could have just avoided the whole radicalized, racist, <laughs> turn QAnon Republicans ruining America thing. Yeah, And we probably could have avoided Leah Remney being involved. Right. And that would have been, you know, a, a boon for America. Mm-hmm. But since Trumpontology never happened, now we're all stuck with this never-ending nightmare where Donald Trump was actually the legitimate president of the United States of America for an entire excruciating long four fucking years. Mm -hmm. And then suddenly, all at once, in his final four weeks, he lost the election, caused an insurrection, got kicked off Twitter and Facebook, moved his entire family to Florida, and basically... Just disappeared from our lives. How weird is it? It's completely weird, but we know, even though he's not really like on social media or whatever, but he's there. I I do feel his presence. But there's there's something there's something damaging psychologically to go through the hellish trauma. And I'm saying even if somebody was a Republican or what a Q Bikin and they were a Trump supporter. It still was traumatic for everyone because yes. the day in, day out, drama and trauma and fighting, it was it affected everyone. And yep. then to have him to have it all culminate in that goddamn yep. riot at in Washington DC and then then he up and disappears and we don't he's not even on social media or anything. Yep. And it's just like psychologically, I just feel like for the country it's just absolutely bizarre it's like <laughs> it's, it's like the whole thing was a like a fever a nightmare fe- yeah it is completely 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 bizarre and it's bizarre to watch people react to him like that i just can't but the most thing for me the most bizarrest thing of all is watching the people who shit on him lindsey graham ted cruz marco rubio any of these people who were like he's disgusting and he's a do and now are up his fucking asshole right it's it's well he invented the you know the secret sauce for the for the rancid red meat and they all know that they have to do it or they will they they won't keep their jobs they will he'll go and primary them and yet if all of them didn't do that that wouldn't be happening that's the thing that's the thing that's the thing and that's the thing i don't understand i don't understand that about wars and nazis and all of that stuff if the people didn't do that he would have no power so if Ted Cruz, Marco Rubio, Mitch McConnell, blah, 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 would have resisted him. This would not be happening. But people think that they can't. Right. It's a minority ruling the majority. It's insane. It's an an insane thing about human beings. Yep. Anyway, well, it has been a glorious six-month vacation from him, you know, and his disgusting family, of course. But the vacation is over. He's back. During the aftermath of the Capitol insurrection, he vowed to challenge the primary nomination of every Republican who voted to impeach him or denied the election was stolen. And apparently 
He was dead serious. His revenge tour kicks off on June 26th with a good old Trump-style campaign rally in Cleveland, Ohio. The first stop on the revenge tour is a rally for a former Trump aide named Max Miller. But more importantly, it's a rally against Cleveland Congressman Anthony Gonzalez, who is one of 11 Republicans in the House of Representatives who voted to impeach Trump. And this Anthony Gonzalez revenge rally in Ohio is the first of two Trump signature MAGA mm. rallies that he's hosting in the next month. The second one is scheduled for July 3rd in Tampa, Florida. Of course, again, there are no more confirmed dates for the rest of his reign of vengeance, <laughs> but he knows that he is going to Alabama to help replace Senator Richard Shelby, who's retiring. And he is actively looking for someone to challenge Georgia Governor Brian Kemp, who actively mm. denied Trump's claims of voter fraud in Georgia, forever branding himself the Taylor Swift traitor in the Trump <laughs> Kanye Chronicles. Uh, well, stay tuned for more dates to be released on Trump's revenge rally tour schedule. But if you don't want to let another summer pass you by without witnessing Trump's douchecapades live in concert, never fear. Donald Trump has announced an exclusive limited engaged three-city oral history tour with former Fox News fuckboy and serial loofah harasser Bill O'Reilly. Ooh, what a dream team. <laughs> Together, they'll be performing one night only in Dallas and Houston and somewhere in Florida. And VIP tickets start at $7,500 a pop. Oh, nothing says I'm a douche. Quite like spending $15,000 for you and a guest to see Bill O'Reilly <laughs> and Donald Trump Sit and talk on a stage at the American Airlines Arena in Dallas, <laughs> Texas during a global pandemic. Wow. Just wow. I want to I want to go. Unfortunately, we can't afford it. <laughs> now it's time for So There's That. All right, so this is the part of the show where Julie has to find a so there's that moment that's happening because of or in spite of the giant COVID QAnon culture war that we are all living in right now. She's always hated doing it since we started the podcast, but it's gotten weirdly harder now that Trump is gone. Yeah. It's that age old problem with human nature and liberal Democrats have it in spades. <laughs> it's one thing to look on the bright side when the majority of the sky is a dark Trumpian orange, but the sky lit up when Jojo and Kiki got in the White House, mm -hmm. and now the future is bright. So when we look at the bright side, it's not that it isn't bright, it's just that it isn't bright enough. <laughs> and that's the liberal curse, isn't it, Mamma? That's the liberal curse well said. Nothing is ever fucking enough okay aoc we are looking at you so with the constant constant onslaught of republican cock blocking and liberal whining we need meow meow to point out the things that are great and hopeful not that things can't always improve but we've got to find those so there's that moments and by we i mean julie needs to find them <laughs> for us to enjoy and did you, Mamma? Oh, you know what? Yes, I did. <laughs> you know, June is... It's, it's a lot. June is a lot. June, it's a lot. June is a lot. It can either be super exciting and it can also be very, very depressing. June is a holiday month. 
You know, it, yeah. it, it is. And now June is about to go off even more. We've got Pride Month, which generally makes June just a month of gay ass parties and celebrations and people coming together under a banner of love and inclusion. And the most of the most of the most, 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 most thirst. Now, I can say I've been really enjoying in 2020 and 2021 not fucking dealing with the mega blockbusters that come out all summer. But particularly in June, I'm like, good. Keep right. your fucking comic book movie and go ahead and stream it. Put it right on HBO Max. Yeah. I have been enjoying yeah. watching everything at home. I've got popcorn. I've got candy. Yeah. I've got soda. I don't need anyone around me. I'm, all, I'm I have air conditioning. I have everything I need. And we're on HBO Max as our streaming shit. That's our number one streaming. HBO Max, number one streaming. Then <laughs> Disney Plus. Then Netflix. Then YouTube. So <laughs> you're welcome. And so there's that. <laughs> so there's that. <laughs> But I mean, now, there is that there. It, it, it's, you know, what a savior. Yeah. What a fucking savior. Well, the banner just got a whole lot bigger and the month just got a whole lot more important and special. Let's just get into it. Jojo, Joe Biden. I guess one of the men, Julie Bindle, would say doesn't suck. Yeah. And I would agree. Julie Goldman. Julie Goldman Bindle would yeah. say it doesn't suck. Yeah. Call me what you want. He signed into law a new federal holiday of Juneteenth. Juneteenth commemorates June 19th, 1865, when Union soldiers delivered the news of freedom to enslaved black people in Galveston, Texas, two months after the end of the Civil War and two and a half years after the Emancipation Proclamation. Two years! Okay? Texas was really trying it. Lincoln wrote... And they always are said (laughs) with love. They always are. Uh, Lincoln wrote and signed the Emancipation Proclamation to free slaves in the Confederate States. I repeat, in the Confederate States only, mind you. And I don't know if people know that or not. Though Lincoln was against slavery, the thing is, the, the, the crazy thing is, unless you were a flat-out abolitionist at the time, if you were a person who didn't believe in or didn't like slavery, like Lincoln, you had no motivation and weren't inspired to work to end it. Abraham Lincoln is quoted as saying during the Civil War, quote, my paramount object in this struggle is to save the Union and is not either to save or to destroy slavery. He wrote in an editorial published in the Daily National Intelligencer in August 1862. Wow. If I could save the Union without freeing any slave, I would do it. And if I could save it by freeing all the slaves, I would do it. And if I could save it by freeing some and leaving others alone, I would also do that. But he wished he could save it simply by sucking a bunch of dicks, which I'm quite (laughs) sure he did. And that is for another day. (laughs) One could argue, one has argued, Lincoln was part of the LGBTQI community. Happy Pride, Lincoln. Happy Pride. (laughs) Pride. Well, I, 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 I show this to you just to say, how's that for the great emancipator? Like, shit or get off the pot, Lincoln. You know what I mean? But at least he wrote the Emancipation Proclamation, and that was really the spark, you could argue, that truly freed enslaved people in this country. So then Lincoln and his allies in Congress realized, well, the Emancipation Proclamation is not going to have any con- constitutional basis after the war ends. So they began working to enact a constitutional amendment abolishing slavery, period. By the end of January 1865, both houses of Congress had passed the 13th Amendment, and it was ratified that December. 
The 13th Amendment states, quote, neither slavery nor involuntary servitude, except as a punishment for crime, whereof the party shall have been duly convicted, shall exist within the United States or any place subject to their jurisdiction. Well, no, I mean, there's some inherent problems with the 13th Amendment, but that's just that's a different that's it's a different thing. Yeah. But ultimately, it ended slavery for the most part. Well, it's good to know, even at that point, if you're convicted of a crime, you can be enslaved. And just another cog in the wheel of the old white supremacist carriage train. <sighs> now, I am currently in a civil war, Abraham Lincoln, 13th Amendment, K-hole, and I won't bore you with more of the sordid details. Thank God. <laughs> but I, I, sh- I shine light on this. To just say all of this did push forward the abolishment of slavery. And as gross as it all is, it's important to understand and to know how we got there, which is why critical race theory is so fucking important to teach in schools. And anyone against it, Ted Cruz, looking at you, is a malicious, conniving white supremacist fuckbag. But I digress. Now, full disclosure. I've spent my entire life not knowing Juneteenth existed. I had zero idea. It was not taught to me in anything, by anyone, or anywhere. I never came across it in a book, or looking online, or in my various history-related, even Civil War documentary buggery. I literally look at history stuff. I look at Civil War stuff. I look at American history, and I never saw the words June 19th in the same vein I never saw the Tulsa, Oklahoma race massacre. Yep. Okay? And that's right back to your critical race theory point. Exactly. Now, I always knew about it because my family, extended family, my dad and his family are from Texas. We moved to Texas um, when I was in high school. And I'm sure it's kind of surreal just for Devin Verana. Just uh, just all of our Texas people that listen, our 14 listeners, because it's actually a thing in Texas. It was weird. I was watching basketball, watching Shaq and Chuck on fucking (laughs) TNT. If you're not watching it, it's the best show on TV right now. And they were talking about about Juneteenth and Chuck said Charles Barkley he said he'd never he didn't hadn't heard of it either and I was what he said was just so sweet and it was just so simple and I'm so unstable and I'm sure I was drunk (laughs) and I like started like I got so emotional from it and then I sent you I recorded it off the TV and sent Mm -hmm. you the clip Mm -hmm. and I was like oh my god listen to this glad they made it a national holiday Uh, I think most people myself included didn't know anything about it until the last few years uh, and I just think it's great they made it a national holiday and man I always tell people we talk about it in the terms of sports it's, not, it's just not sports there's so many black people who and white people let's, let's be realistic have did so much heavy lifting to put us in a situation to be successful all I can do is say thank you oh, I can't it's so can't it was okay. so simple and profound and encompassed the whole thing and a lot of people yeah because no one would no one ever learns it we don't learn anything. No one ever <laughs> learns it. We don't learn anything. And also, I think it's an important point that he's making. And there's just it's there's so many layers in this. And we, you know, we, we, we could probably talk about this for every day for a month and not still uncover the surface or whatever. But no one, no minority gets anywhere without the majority. And I think that that I know I can say that from the LGBT perspective that you don't gain your civil rights without the help of the person or the people or the group or whatever that you're asking those rights from. So the that partnership and friendship and allyship and everything that Charles Barkley is talking about was so perfectly demonstrated by when President Joe Biden and Vice President Kamala Harris announced that there would be 
a national holiday for Juneteenth. There have been activists and people for years who have been calling for this holiday. People I never heard of or even knew about. And the visibility on them is so important for all of our learning about our country and how we got here. And the reasons for why things are, why they are, and how we can move forward and make changes. Also, it's important to recognize the 14 Republicans who voted against Juneteenth becoming a national holiday and how utterly fucking disgusting they are. Alabama Representative Mo Brooks, Alabama Representative Mike Rogers, Arizona Representative Andy Biggs, Arizona Representative Paul Gosar, California Representative Tom McClintock, California Representative Doug LaMalfa, Georgia Representative Andrew Clyde, Kentucky Representative Thomas Massey, Montana Representative Matt Rosendale, South Carolina Representative Ralph Norman, Tennessee Representative Scott DeJarlais, Texas Representative Ronnie Jackson, Texas Representative Chip Roy, Wisconsin Representative Tom Tiffany. All these men voted no. Several of them stating it would just cause confusion around July 4th. And also another paid holiday is just fiscally irresponsible. These men, we say unto you, as Jane Fonda in 9 to 5. I don't know. I'm not such a bad guy. You're a sexist, egotistical, lying, hypocritical bigot. So I have a few faults. Who doesn't? And that is for all of them. Now, I don't want to spend more time on the garbage, but I wanted to showcase them to prove that white supremacy is still going on, even in light of a federal holiday that celebrates and commemorates freedom of enslaved people in this country. And that's oversimplifying it even. And these men couldn't hack it, but one man can. And his name is Joe Biden. And of course, she's more man than all of those men combined. And that's Kamala Harris. In a commemoration and signing ceremony on Friday, Jojo and Kiki thanked all the activists and people who worked so hard to make Juneteenth a federal holiday a reality, particularly one woman named Miss Opal Lee. Opal Lee is known as the grandmother of Juneteenth. But rather than babble on, I want to play this clip and let Miss Opal Lee explain the groundbreaking, incredible moment in history this really is. This is the pen that President Biden used to sign Juneteenth into law. I'm Opal Lee, and I've had this marvelous day at the White House. The young people would say, it's off the chain. I knew I was coming because Juneteenth had been made a national holiday and the president was signing the bill into law and I was invited to the signing of that bill. Looking out across this room, I see the advocates, the activists, the leaders who have been calling for this day for so long, including the one and only Miss Opal Lee. Over the course of decades, she's made it her mission to see that this day came. She's walked for miles and miles, literally and figuratively, to bring attention to Juneteenth, to make this day possible. You cannot imagine how joyful, how humble, how magnificent the whole thing has been. There may be some of you who don't know what Juneteenth is. The enslaved in Texas weren't told they were free for two and a half years after the Emancipation Proclamation freed them. 
they watch in their churches and they pray for freedom to come. And it finally did when General Gordon Granger and 7,000 colored troops from New Jersey and New York made their way to Galveston, Texas. And he read General Order Number 3 that said, all slaves are free. When those people came in from their labor and somebody read that to them, we started celebrating and we've been celebrating every step. Juneteenth is not a Texas thing. It's not a black thing. We're talking about freedom for everyone. So there's that. So that's it for this episode of Dumb Gay Pandemic Politics. Thank you guys for listening. We love you all so much. And we're so grateful for all 14 of you, especially now. Please consider joining our Patreon podcast if you haven't yet. It's $1 for one podcast a week or $2 for two podcasts a week. They're both an hour. And lately they've been a hot fucking mess. And we don't get them out until the very end of the week. But hey, we do always do them. And we do them every week without fail. Um, and there's no politics, no ads, no structure, no stress. And best of all, you will never have to hear us pressure you to join the Patreon on the Patreon podcast. That, that's true. And if nothing else, you'll be distracted from your own life thinking how <laughs> annoying and insufferable and tone deaf we are. Yeah, just imagine how annoying and insufferable and tone deaf yeah. we are and how distracting that is. Come on. Just go to patreon.com slash dumbgaypolitics to sign up. And if you're still on the fence when you get there, Scroll down to the episode from September 2020 called Windows Up Sing Time. If you take the leap and decide to join, it's super easy to import our Patreon podcast into whatever app you use for podcasts. You don't have to listen on Patreon.com. You can it anywhere. Anywhere. And it's easy. Yeah, and if not, if you're not going to do it, at least leave us a review on iTunes. We want to get two. 2,021 reviews by the end of 2021. We're almost there. And when we do, we are going to make a new opening theme song. Yes, but we're going to save this one just in case Trump comes back in 2024. <laughs> and as always, it's been real and it's been fun. But mostly, it's been gay and it's been dumb. Good night, sweet wigs. <laughs> How'd you do, I? See you've met my faithful handyman. He's just a little broad dime because when you knocked, he thought you were the candy man. Don't get strung up by the way I look. Don't judge a book by its cover. I'm not much of a man by the light of day, but by night I'm one hell of a lover. I'm just a sweet transvestite from transsexual Transylvania <laughs> let me 
show you a rhyme, and maybe play you a sign. You look like you're both pretty groovy. Or if you want something visual that's not too abysmal, we could take in an old Steve Reeves movie. I'm glad we caught you at home. Could we use your phone? We're both in a bit of a hurry. Right. We'll just say where we are, then go back to the car. We don't want to be any worry. Well, you got caught with a flat world. How about that? Well, babies, don't you panic. By the light of the night, it'll all seem all right. I'll get you a satanic mechanic. I'm just a sweet transvestite from transsexual Transylvania. <laughs> Why don't you stay for the night? Right. Or maybe a bite. Right. I could show you my favorite obsession. I've been making a man with blonde hair and a tan and he's good for relieving my tension i'm just a sweet transvestite from transsexual transylvania <laughs> hey, hey, i'm just a sweet transvestite from transsexual Transylvania <laughs> So, come up to the lab And see what's on the slab I see you shiver with anticipation But maybe the rain is really to blame so I'll remove the cause. <laughs> but not the symptom. 